Hello, this is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Baltimore on Q1370 WQLL. Catholic Baltimore is a weekly radio program hosted by the Archdiocese of Baltimore, airing each Sunday following the broadcast of the Radio Mass of Baltimore. We are grateful to our Catholic radio partners for sharing with us some of the contents in this program and for the opportunity to bring quality Catholic programming to the Archdiocese of Baltimore every Sunday. This is Chris Gunty of the Catholic Review. Today on Catholic Baltimore, we're chatting with Sister Claire Hunter, a Franciscan Sister of the Eucharist, who is Director of the Respect Life Office of the Diocese of Arlington. Sister Claire will be the main speaker at a workshop March 4th at St. Joseph's in Cockingsville for couples who are dating, engaged, or married. The conference is presented by the Archdiocese of Baltimore's Office of Marriage and Family Life. Sister Claire has degrees in corporate communication and media, in theology, theological studies, and in education administration. Before moving to the Arlington Diocese to become director of the Respect Life Office, she taught high school and served as the director of campus ministry at the University of St. Thomas in Houston. Sister Claire lives with her Franciscan community at St. Philip in Falls Church. Welcome, Sister Claire. Well, thank you very much. It's good to be here. Good. Well, let's talk about this given workshop that uh, is coming up for couples in, uh, in March. It's advertised as unveiling the mystery of marriage. <laughs> Why is marriage a mystery? Is that possible to unveil the marriage of uh, the mystery of marriage? Well, you know, I think in our, um, I'm, I'm grateful that the Archdiocese of Baltimore is doing this program. I know our own Diocese of Arlington has many programs um, to really help those preparing for marriage and those um, within marriage to um, to live the sacrament of marriage, which I think, as we know, given our fallen nature and our culture and our humanness, um, is not always easy. Um, and so this conference, I, I know that, that part of it is going to be, my part at least, is going to be a, a look at why the church, first of all, wants to protect marriage, why the church looks to marriage as um, a a the, a mystery that helps us to understand actually the mystery of God mm -hmm. and um, the triune God, that's three persons in one. And when we look at the mystery of marriage and the sacrament of marriage, it's two becoming one to create a third, which is exactly in a way of imaging God. Mm -hmm. um, so my part will be to look at John Paul II's work on what's called the theology of the body. Um, John Paul II didn't create theology of the body. He put it maybe a title, if you will, yeah. to what God created yeah. and to what certainly the church has held um, well, beginning with Christ, um, in terms of Christ's teachings, um, of the understanding of the sacredness of marriage. And then also, um, what I will hope to do a little bit is looking at just um, the gift of being male and female and how uh, our bodies, our minds, our spirits, um, our souls, meaning um, how that, um, how we can look at that um in a way that helps us to understand ourselves and maybe have um, a little more openness to really wanting to work with each other in growing in holiness. Mm -hmm. Now, this conference is going to attract a kind of a diverse group because you've got dating, right. you've got engaged, you've got married couples. Is the, is your message different for each of them, or are the underlying relationship principles the same for all? Well, for my part, I think what I'm going to probably spend a little more time on is um, something I've um, John Paul II was spoke a lot about the um, the feminine genius, and mm -hmm. he certainly talked about that in the the document on on woman, the dignity of woman. Um, he also did refer to and talked about the the masculine genius. So what in a document on um, Saint Joseph. Right. So what I've been doing is kind of um, t 
taking the two and, and doing more of a talk on the genius of being male and female. Mm-hmm. And so really what I hope my talk will be is for each for each person, I mean, quite frankly, even if you someone's not dating, we should all understand as a male and a female what it is that our, our greatest gift is from mm-hmm. God and how we are to live that. So that's, first of all, my my um, approach is to look at, um, as women, our genius, our greatest gift, the thing that we are, if you will, experts at, um, from the entirety of our body and soul unity, is the capacity to receive and nurture new human life. For man, it's the capacity to provide and protect, which we, we know that our culture has completely rejected as anything that should be um, our primary goal in life. Um, our, now our, we believe our goal should be powerful and wealthy or happy and whatever it does, you right. know, to, to get us there. So and that there and and society these days is really saying there's not a lot of difference in genders. We're oh, just, that's right, that, and that's a whole other piece. So actually, I do joke. Um, the title of my talk should be. Um, why I want to kill my spouse and we want to sell our children. Because there certainly is a, um, a, a natural tension and frustration that's coming, that, that is in the reality of living with difference, mm-hmm. which is why we want to eliminate it in our culture. Right. Anything that is hard, we don't, we don't even have to talk about suffering. Suffering, we, are, we all agree, should be eliminated. We don't like to be uncomfortable. Right. So right. You know, we, we don't like to be too hot, too cold. Too hungry, too thirsty. You know, we, we are we are on demand. I mean, our, our cell phone cannot respond fast enough to a text message. You yeah. know, and so so the fact that we're operating this way makes us want to reject difference on all levels. Yeah, I saw a book title several years ago, and it said "Ward and June don't live here anymore." Oh, interesting. <laughs> Referring to that's the right. Cleavers from Leave It to Beaver. That's right. You no, know, and right. it's it, that's not the world anymore. That's right. So, which makes sense then why. Um, as a culture, and, and I, I say this with just, um, you know, great sympathy for those then who really struggle with not accepting that there is gender. Um, and we know that there is. And I feel very badly that um, we have men and women who, who are confused um, and suffering with a, with um, that confusion, um, not only maybe with gender, but with, with an understanding of sexuality, of the gift of, um, of our bodies in terms of, uh, you know, how we're called in terms of a sexual union between a husband and wife. Um, and I think, honestly, I don't, I think it's a cultural disease problem. I mean, I think as a culture, we have really done so much damage to the understanding of the human body, of sexuality, and of the sacredness of human life. Yeah. We talked a little bit before we came on the air about the fact that the 70s, the sexual revolution, really didn't do a lot of help for society. Right. Um, and that that evolved from from decades before that but mm-hmm. um how does that affect the relationships between men and women today well you know it's interesting because we were talking about maybe the 60s and 70s and of course the generations before and i guess we probably should start with adam and eve i mean i'm go. sorry to say it like to, you know to bring us all the way back but i mean i think it, it's rather logical you know the fall happens and you and i and everyone listening um come from generations of two people who either who tried to do it the right way and probably failed yeah. in different ways. So my parents, your parents, you know, and right. we go back to, you know, great, 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 great grandparents. And I think we all know we come from um, the gift of family or the gift of two people um, who also happen to know um, great gifts from their, their families, but also great sufferings and great wounds. Mm-hmm. And so I think then what in our desire for happiness and our desire for feeling uh, peace and unity, um, we then make decisions and make choices that 
um, we think are going to make us happy, but in the end cause havoc. Mm -hmm. So certainly, um, well, let's just go in for a second with um, the, the revolution, the, the sexual revolution, or even um, you know the, the feminist movement in the '60s, um, which. Interestingly, my community, which founded the Franciscan Sisters of the Eucharist founding in the late 60s and early 70s, um, really decided as a group of women that they would address some of those those issues um, mm -hmm. and helping part of our charism, our mission, is helping people to live an honest sexuality, helping people to live an honest um, way of, um, of respect for the human body. But... Um, was there a problem between the relationships between men and women? Were women treated differently? Absolutely. Should there have been some correction on that? Absolutely. Did couples um, not understand the gift of sexuality? And did married couples not live that the way maybe God or the church want to hold as um, the intent? Yeah. Did there need to be a new understanding of, of um, the sexual relationship between a, a husband and wife? And a greater respect for women, absolutely. But of course, what we did was eliminate then, um, sort of like that that saying that threw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. So rather than looking at how men and women can work in complement, which is what was needed to be done, right. it was let's eliminate men, or let's be men, or let's say there's no difference. Yeah. And instead of saying as a couple, you need to talk about the gift of your sexuality. What is a couple? Um, allows you to express yourselves in that intimate way, in a healthy way, it became experiment, do whatever you want because it's all about pleasure, mm -hmm. not about procreation. Right. So we threw literally the baby out. Um, we eliminated procreation and then we brought in um, artificial contraceptives so that it could always be about pleasure and, no, and only about pleasure. Right, right. Well, that's a good place to take a break. After the break, we'll talk some more with Sister Claire about how respect life and family issues go together. Sister Claire will be speaking at the Given Conference for Couples coming up March 4th at St. Joe's in Cockeysville. You can register for the conference, including babysitting, oh, great. at archball.org slash marriage. That's archball.org slash marriage. This is Chris Gunty, and you're listening to Catholic Baltimore. News from the Archdiocese of Baltimore and around the world from the Catholic Review. The Mid-Atlantic Congress drew 1,400 leaders in pastoral ministry from all up and down the East Coast to the Baltimore Hilton, February 16 to 18. Archbishop Wilton D. Gregory of Atlanta opened the conference with a keynote address on creation, reflecting on Pope Francis's encyclical on the environment, Laudato Si. The Archbishop said, the one portion of humanity that is especially and directly impacted by the destruction of our environment are those who are poor, those who have the least ability to halt or to modify the exploitation of the natural resources that sustain us all. He also said, we all depend upon the health of the climate and the resources of the earth, but the poor in particular seem to suffer most when God's creation is abused. Archbishop William E. Lorry said in his homily for the Mass at the Mid-Atlantic Congress, We are called to lose everything for the sake of gaining Christ. And he added, All of our plans, all of our meetings, all our writings and strategies, all of this will profit us nothing unless we heed the call to discipleship in its, in its most radical form. Do you want some practical advice on becoming holy? Pope Francis reminds us that we all have enemies and that one way to become holy is to pray for people who have harmed us or who don't like us. 
He said, I suggest you take a minute, look at God and say, this person is your son or your daughter. Change his or her heart. Bless him or her. This is praying for those who don't like us, for our enemies. Prayer is powerful. Prayer defeats evil. Prayer brings peace, the Pope said. From the newsroom of the Catholic Review, this is Christopher Gunty for Catholic Baltimore. Do you want to know more about what's going on in the church and the world than you can get from your daily newspaper or local TV? Read the only publication in the Archdiocese of Baltimore that covers the church full-time, The Catholic Review. Pick up the print magazine monthly at your parish or have The Catholic Review delivered to your home every month. You can get fresh news every day online at catholicreview.org. Subscribe to the Catholic Review e-newsletter for twice-a-week updates. Just text CR Media to 84576. Find our app on Apple and Android. And follow the Catholic Review on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Wherever your faith takes you, Catholic Review Media is ready to inspire, teach, inform, and engage. Read it today in print and online at catholicreview.org. That's catholicreview.org. You are listening to Catholic Baltimore on Q1370 WQLL. We're back and we're talking with Sister Claire Hunter, a Franciscan sister of the Eucharist, who is director of the Respect Life Office for the Diocese of Arlington in Virginia. Sister Claire will speak March 4th at St. Joseph in Cockeysville at a conference for couples presented by the Archdiocesan Office of Marriage and Family Life. Tell me a little bit about why you're so passionate about talking to couples and talking about families. Well, that's grown over my lifetime. I um, was very blessed to grow up knowing my community, the Franciscan Sisters of the Eucharist. In fact, my parents got involved um, with the sisters um, in their and some couple groups that the sisters um, were, were sponsoring um, as part of a way of understanding um, marriage and family and mm-hmm. of living marriage and family in our right. culture today. So when I was about three, my, my parents met the sisters okay. and um, got involved with that. So I grew up um, surrounded by wonderful women, um, these religious women, but also with, with couples um, from our parishes trying mm-hmm. to just live um, the teachings of the church mm-hmm. and trying to live the gift of marriage and family. So I, I think that was just... It was sort of the water yeah. I drank, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, so then I, um, as I got older, I definitely loved, um, well, it's funny because in a way, um, you know, I can't say that I, um, you know, I, I certainly went to church, but it wasn't that I loved, you know, always prayer and mm-hmm. going to mass, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But I always loved the church and the idea of the church's teachings, um, wanting to help the world. Mm-hmm. There was always sort of this sense of, of mission, you know, and helping right. the world. So when I entered the community, um, and I, I happened to just have a vocation clearly to, to that order. Um, and then I was sent to school for studies on marriage and family, um, at John Paul II Institute. They're definitely an energy in a, a desire to want to bring the good news to the world and to want to bring this um, to others to help them understand um, the theology of the body or the gift of human life and, and sexuality and marriage um, clearly just became something um, I 
felt God asking me to, to do in my life. And so I've been blessed then to work when I worked in high school and taught, I got to teach, um, morality, Mm -hmm. um, certainly campus ministry, got a many opportunities to work on, on morality issues and marriage and family. And then now working for the diocese and the respect life office, it just sort of seems God's got this great plan, um, for me just to keep that going. And, you know, a lot of it, I think really is just, um, well, clearly God's plan. Mm Mm-hmm. And so that kind of message you've you've talked with students, you're you're you talk a lot with families, you've been immersed in that. What kind of message are you able then to bring to the couples who are gonna be at the, the, the given yeah. conference? I mean what what are you hoping to, that they take mm-hmm. away from that? Well, first of all, I have to say I'm so aware and, and please, I hope no one's offended. I mean, I'm, I include myself in this, but un, how uneducated we can be. And and that might not just mean theology. Like right. I have to say, sometimes I read articles about the female body or the male body or mm-hmm. um, childbearing, and I, I'm shocked sometimes that, like, this really happens. And I talk to other married couples, and they're like, I had no idea. Yeah. You know, and I think sometimes we don't understand um, just our biology, our hormones, our mm-hmm. um, what what allows us to make decisions sometimes in our in our just because of our body makeup. Right. I also think psychologically, sometimes we... Um, don't spend time enough reflecting on why I emotionally respond this way and why he emotionally responds this way, mm-hmm. that there is a difference. Our brains are different. Yes. We're going to be approaching this differently. So not only do we, what, you know, might we not understand the church's um, beautiful teaching on um, rooted in God, so I guess we should say God's teaching, often I'm going to off-road for a second, but right. you know, people sometimes will say, I don't agree with the church. And I'm like, no, no, no. You need to say, I don't agree with God yeah. because okay. <laughs> God's the one. It's not their rules. It's not my rule. I, I agree. I don't like them either. I personally don't like the 10 commandments. They're hard not to break. Yeah. And I don't think they're fun not yeah. to break. And so, but God put them there and it's not my decision. It's mm-hmm. God's decision. It's not Pope Francis's. It's God's. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I do think we need to be educated. I hope that that's what, doing something like given it's a great program and i think for people to come you are going to learn a lot you're going to learn a lot about yourself you're going to learn about your your spouse or your boyfriend girlfriend your your fiance you're going to learn a lot about um what is a um what what sort of makes us tick and then also maybe some ideas of what need we need to start to do in our lives to help us to tick better and mm-hmm. to um have a goal of you know, God created this plan. Um, we blow it, but there's a All way the to get back. Yeah. And how do we just stay the course? And yeah. that's what I think given really is. And also it's a shot. It should be a shot in the arm. I mean, I hope um, you're going to, some of the couples that sit there are going to go, are going to be able to look at each other and go, Hey, we're doing a pretty good job. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. some of the couples are going to say, Hey, I want to try this better. And yeah. some of them are going to say, I had no idea what we're getting into. And, so, and some may say we're not right for each other, which is you probably know what? a real That's good thing. That's a great to- thing to do. Actually, you know, it's interesting. I gave a talk recently, um, on this topic and, um, a gentleman came up to me afterwards saying my, um, girlfriend and I disagree on, um, on children. And, um, it, and I said, well, that's a very serious thing. Right. And you could tell the poor young man wanted, um, wanted it to be fixable. And I looked at him and saying, it might not be, yeah. you might need, if this is what you want, right. which what he wants is what, um, what we see as, a, as, as really the truth of God, you know, of, of 
wanting children and mm-hmm. bringing them into the world, and you're dating a woman who doesn't, yeah. um, that's a problem. Yeah. And and that's not um, that's not what sacramental marriage is about. And right. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know. So. But that's that's a tough one. I, with all our imperfections, everybody in the family is imperfect, except for. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Joseph was, was the only one who wasn't perfect in that family. So He was pretty you know, darn was close, close, so but, none of it's but, fair. But who left yeah. these clothes on the floor? It had to be <laughs> Joseph. You know? <laughs> you know? I mean, those kinds of things. But in our families today, where we all are flawed, what can families do to be healthy, happy, holy in their home and in their community? Mm-hmm. Well, um, first of all, I think we all have to constantly remind ourselves, we have our part, but there is a bigger piece, which is we... We really have to trust that, that God's the one that can really do most of this for us. So all of us who every day go, I'm not capable of doing what I know I should do. And I don't mean getting the laundry done. I mean mm-hmm. of being a good person, right. of not sinning, um, of, of trying to, um, to to strive to be holy. Um, that's God does that in us. So we need to avail ourselves to make us open to his graces. So I'd say, first of all, we know, we know that there's prayer. We know that there's, um, the sacrament of confession, um, that there's the Eucharist. We know that there are those things and, and going to the saints for help. Um, but there's also the things I think we can do, um, that we need to eliminate our lives. I mean, you know, the, we just had the gospel the other day. If your eye causes you to sin, mm-hmm. pull it out, your mm-hmm. hand, cut it off. Clearly do not do that. Yeah. I repeat people do not go and cut your hands off. But, um, what we're looking at on TV, what we're looking at on our phones, what we're looking at at the internet, um, who our friends are, um, are we drinking too much, are we eating too much, are we doing things that are not helping us to be a better person, um, need to go. And then I think also um, making priorities in our lives of, you know, is my family going to be in my faith going to be a, a a core centering for me, or are, is, am I going to make work and pleasure be that? I also think education. I mean, there's so there's too much information out there, mm-hmm. but I would say you know, you know, people. There are so many ways of of um, just getting educated and understanding more about faith. A radio station like this, a radio show like this, is is a great way to say I want to learn more. Go to Catholic Answers. Go to your diocesan websites. Look up um, different things that help us to understand our Catholic faith, help understand our bodies. Um, I mean, just even, yeah, really just finding out more about how the body works is very important. Good. We have just a little bit more time left. Give me a little bit of information about how family life issues and, and, uh, respect life issues go together. About 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Well, clearly, I, I mean, I think the easy answer is um, babies come from marriage. Um, now, I mean, and maybe not marriage, but from a sexual union mm-hmm. of a man and a woman. And so if we don't understand that unity, that that goal, then um, I think we're going to have a hard time understanding, um, you know, the, the purpose of human life. So uh, clearly we know that the human body is sacred. Life is sacred from the moment of conception, and um, that each child really wants, longs, and deserves to be um, created in a marital union, a union with a mother and a father, mm-hmm. that um, a- as was God's intent and God's uh, mind. And I think the more we understand that, the more we strive for that, the more peace and and true love we can have in our hearts and in our culture. Great. Well, thanks for being with us today, Sister Claire. Welcome. If you want to hear more from Sister Claire Hunter, she will be speaking March 4th in Cockeysville at Given, Unveiling the Mystery of Marriage, a conference for couples presented by the Archdiocese of Baltimore's Office of Marriage and Family Life. 
If you can't make it to the March 4th event, another given conference is scheduled for June 10 at St. John the Evangelist Parish in Severna Park. For more information and to register for the conferences, visit archbalt.org marriage. This is Christopher Gunty of the Catholic Review, and you've been listening to Catholic Baltimore. For 143 years, New Cathedral Cemetery has served the needs of the Catholic community of Baltimore and Central Maryland. New Cathedral is the only cemetery owned by the Archdiocese of Baltimore and is the final resting place for many religious orders and famous citizens. 125 acres of rolling hills, trees, and beautiful monuments, the cemetery is an oasis of peace and tranquility and is located off Edmondson Avenue just outside of Catonsville. New Cathedral is dedicated to the task of tending to the mortal remains of our dearly departed and has many more years of available space. If you are in need of a burial site, vault, monument, or marker, or just a respectful location to place your cremated loved ones, our counselors will help you through this process and make sure the wishes of you and your loved ones are honored. Visit us online at newcathedralcemetery.org, like us on Facebook at New Cathedral Cemetery Bonnie Bray, or call 410-566-7770. Life can be hard, and at times we feel overwhelmed and alone. When faced with problems, know that there is a group of Catholics who are part of the prayer ministry of the Archdiocese of Baltimore, waiting to lift you and your needs to God in prayer. This ministry is comprised of men and women, young and old, religious and lay, from every ethnic and cultural background. They pray as individuals and in groups, in homes and meeting spaces throughout Baltimore. Like you, they are people who have suffered the same hurts, fears, pains, sickness, loss, and everyday burdens. Learn more about this ministry by visiting our website at www.archbalt.org. If you are in need of prayer, send your prayer request to prayers at archbalt.org or by phone to 410-547-5517. Would you like to volunteer to be a part of the ministry? Prayer ministers are always needed. Please call or email our coordinator who would be happy to speak with you. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Catholic Baltimore. As we prepare for the week ahead, let us do so in prayer together as one community of faith. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let us also ask the blessing and intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. May God bless us and keep us always in his love.